Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Our conversation with Sean Thornton is brought to you by the City of Boston Credit Union, by Norfolk Power Equipment, and by Clark Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. As always, Sean joins us on the AT&T Hotline. Good morning, Mr. Thornton. How are you? Good, gents. How are you doing? We're doing okay. Hey, how much of a factor in your estimation, and I'm not sure how you can even quantify this, is desperation in a do-or-die game? And the reason I ask that, Sean, is it seemed like the Canadians were the more desperate team last night, knowing they lose and they go home. The Bruins knowing, even subconsciously, that there's a safety net of Game 7 underneath you didn't seem to be as desperate. Would you agree or disagree with that? Uh, I mean, maybe that. Maybe their energy going in with the uh, home ice, all that. Um, I think that that first goal, kind of, you know, two minutes in, we're down by one with a very gratuitous bounce to them, and uh, then you're battling back again. I think, you know, I felt like we were ready to go. I thought our first three shifts, we uh, we applied a lot of pressure, and then that goal happens, and they they kind of picked the momentum up from there. Uh, so I, I think, you know, I, I don't know how many chances we had last night, but I felt like we had a lot of offenses on time. I felt like we had a lot of chances. I think, uh, you know, like Luch said, nine times out of ten, he buries that, and it's uh, it's 1-1 instead of being 2-0. Uh, I think... You know, some things like that contributed to them winning last night, and we uh, we got to fight through that and, and bring it tomorrow. Sean, what changes psychologically and what changes X and O's wise when you're chasing as opposed to even or ahead? You want to stick to your game plan. Our X's and O's don't change too much, to be completely honest. We try and play the same way, whether we're up by two or down by one or two. Um, but, you know, you, I think when you get away from your system and your game plan trying to push – for another goal, that's when you kind of get you can get bit and you know it, it come back it come back to get you. I know you're uh, sick of talking about uh, the water bottle, the squirt gate, but one question on that, Sean. Um, do you think it was a factor in either the Canadians' level of play, their level of intensity, their effort, or in uh, your limited playing time? It was, uh, was oh, uh, Claude mad know. at you. I don't know about the limited playing time. I think uh, when we're on the road. Uh, we don't get the first change. I think uh, there's a couple penalties, and uh, I think that probably had more to do with it than anything. I think that you know, there's a couple shifts that you know, I we we'll, we put two centermen out there usually if the draws in our in our zone. Uh, so Bergie will go out and take it with Supi Pizzi, and you know, a couple times last game he uh, he couldn't get a change. He got caught, so that that took away from a few shifts too. So I think uh, I think that's it. And I I don't know about their locker room. I don't really care what's going on over there. What was the reaction within your locker room, though, from it, from from Julian and the teammates? Uh, I, I think you heard Claude's comments. I'll just let them sit at that. My teammates are uh, my teammates always are with me, so if they uh, they didn't whatever. It's it's a nothing thing for us. It happens more than you'd like to think out there. So it's not, they weren't uh, they're fine with it. Hey, Sean, in what ways do things change in a Game 7 versus any other game in a series? I mean, obviously the stakes are higher because you lose and you go home. I just mean in terms of nerves, in terms of squeezing the stick, in terms of anything that changes in Game 7 versus 1 through 6. 
Well, that's part of it. You have to. I, I, we've been there a lot in the last seven years that I've been here. I think uh, you have to get your mindset in a place where you're not squeezing your stick, but you know that you know every shift could be the deciding factor on whether you're playing next week or or sitting at home. So uh, I like that we've had a group that's been there a bunch. Now that doesn't mean uh, anything's guaranteed, but I I think we have a Good group, uh, good core group of guys that know how to approach these games, and the coaching staff knows how to approach these games. And would you agree the truly great players or truly great teams are the ones who deal with that fear of failure? Because you can fail in one through six. Well, if it's an elimination game, you can't. But in game seven, you have to deal with the ultimate fear of failure, correct? I, I think that, you know, I honestly think getting the fear of failure out of your mind and thinking about uh, the success is the better way to approach mm -hmm. it. I, I don't think you can be afraid to fail. I think you just want to take on that challenge and just go with it. Well, what do you take away from last night? Because uh, the reason I asked, Pierre was saying in the last, I don't know, seven or eight minutes, this is this is no longer about game six. It's about game seven. And we saw how chippy and physical and nasty it got there at the end. In fact, I thought when Claude tapped your shoulder, he was sending you out to do your job instead of <laughs> serve <laughs> instead of serve the the bench minor. Uh, did you think it might explode there at the end? And did you think there's any carryover to tomorrow night? No, I I didn't. I didn't think it was going to explode. I didn't see what set uh, the big man off, but he doesn't get upset too often, so I'm assuming something happens. Uh, and carrying in tomorrow, I, game sevens are they're pretty intense. I don't think anyone needs any carryover or anything else. It's uh, Pretty pretty exciting to begin with. Uh, there was an angry Chara, an angry Lucic, and an angry uh, uh, Ginla yeah. on the on the ice at the end. What, what's the scariest? Uh, I, I think Big Z. He's just so big. I mean, six nine. That's a that's a lot of inches. There wasn't a single Canadian over five seven on the ice <laughs> then. <though. laughs> no, no, there wasn't. Do we overrate, and I mean, I think the crowd was, was good last night, but do we overrate the crowd's factor in a game, even that place last night? Because it seemed to me uh, in game four it wasn't crazy, and last night at times it was crazy. But in the end, aren't you just playing a game on the ice? I mean, does it matter a lot in hockey if you're in Boston or Montreal tomorrow? Do we overrate that? Game seven, to me, it's nice to have home advantage, but you know we've had success in them on the road. We've had success in them at home, and we've lost a few on the road and at home. So, I, you know, they always say anything can happen in game sevens, but I'm happy that we're playing on our ice. That's for, you know, that's for sure. I, I love our atmosphere, and we feed off it, so. Sean, tell me if this is an apt analogy or not. Hitting post is like missing a couple of four-footers on the golf course. When does it start getting into your head that you've hit eight or nine posted crossbars? Yeah, I think we're even above that. What a, it's like I, I think it's 12. 12, yeah. yeah. 12, which is an asinine amount in a playoff series, but you just, uh, you know, those, some things, sometimes those go in, sometimes they don't, and it doesn't get in your head, you just keep, you know, be happy that you're getting those chances and uh, hope that the the puck luck starts turning the other way and goes in, I mean, uh, there's nothing you can do about it, you can't get frustrated, you can't, uh, you know, bury your head, just, well, that was close, the next one's in, you know, it's kind of the way... I would approach it. You just did, hope. You just hope for the law of averages to kick in at some point. Yeah, well, I am. Yeah. Did uh, any of you guys get hit with a uh, cup Trash. of Molson yeah. last night? No, uh, I got hit with a toonie on the bench. A what? A toonie, like a money. Canada, money yeah. Oh, a loony. Right? A toonie. We no, have toonie. two dollar coins. Oh, yeah. two dollar. Did you pick it up? 
I, I gave it to our assistant coach. <laughs> Classy. Swell. Classy to the end. What they a guy. Look, like Merry Christmas. Sharon, <laughs> Sharon guy. Does that yeah, matter? Do you, do, does that matter or is that just part of the job? Because there was a lot of stuff raining down on you guys. Yeah, it, there was a lot of stuff. I almost got dinged with a bottle on the way off the ice. I saw it last second, though, and kind of bobbed and weaved out of the way. <laughs> All right, good luck tomorrow night. We will be watching, Sean. Thanks, guys. Sean Thornton joining us on the AT&T Hotline. Our conversation with Sean is brought to you by the City of Boston Credit Union, by Norfolk Power Equipment, and by Clark Chrysler Jeep Amazing Dodge. Amazing 